All right, everybody, welcome back to the coaches meeting. Today is January 4th, 2021. We're back after a long break over the holidays. So good to get back together. Uh, we have a special guest host, longtime listener, first time caller, Robert G. Haddenhorst III, RG3. Good friend of mine, and uh, Kevin's as well. And uh, we have a good time breaking down a lot of sports to unpack. Uh, where are things going with 2021? Rob's having a second kid in a couple weeks. We touch on that on call back to the parenting corner. And uh, Kevin's in part way of the show uh, as we get a live reaction for the Chicago Bears. All right. It's so good to be back, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, remember, we're on Instagram and Twitter, the coaches meeting. Give us a follow, like, tell your friends about this place. All right. Thanks for joining here. We go. Welcome back to the 2021 first episode of the coaches meeting. Uh, thanks for sticking year. with us. Had a little hiatus, but uh, hope everybody had good holidays. We're back with uh, Robbie Schaefer, Jim Schaefer, and special guest host Rob Haddenhorst joins us. Good Let's friend, go. um, future coach, um, but also Kevin is. Uh, we'll be dialing Kevin in for live reaction during the Bears game, but it's a playoff clinching game, so. Rob is delighted. We're delighted to have him. So without further ado, I want to introduce Rob Haddenhorse. Hey guys, it's good. Long to be time here. listener. Long time Long listener, time actually. Listener. I've listened to every episode. I think I think I may have missed the first one. But uh, no, I I'm a fan of the pod. I'm a fan of your guys' work, and uh, I'm glad to be here. So what are you drinking, Rob? Uh, I am drinking a Rheingeist Cloud Harvest 03. It's a juicy IPA. I don't know what juicy means. I think it just means it's unfiltered, but uh, I discovered it this summer. It's delightful. It's the Marlboro Red of IPAs. Yeah, it, it, it'll it'll put hair in your chest. It'll talk to you. Dad, you you have a Rheingeist as well, don't you? I have a Rheingeist Truth. Oh, man, I really dropped the ball. I was like debating getting a craft beer out, and I just went with my Mickey's, the Mickey Ultras. When I pulled the, the two IPAs out of my fridge, my wife was like, couldn't you just drink Bud Light? Like, and I said, no, I, I no, no, well, that, that's silly. Why would I drink a light beer for this pot? Come You're on. bringing Rob's bringing his fastball. Absolutely. So Rob and I go back probably seven years now, I think. Almost. Eight. We used... I started fifth third in March of 13, Rob. Ah, And what was that day of how we met? I mean, it's really embarrassing, but like, I, I will never forget it because I, it was my first day. It was late March and I didn't know how to get in into the, uh, onto the 17th floor. And you were walking back from the men's room or printer doesn't matter. And you let me in and then you showed me around and the rest is history. As we say, that's all she wrote. And then right. um, Rob stood up at the altar and gave me away on my wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> Some <laughs> Um, but anyways, dad, what was your first time like meeting Rob, the PG version? 
Nice, Phil. You come out buck naked. Oh, not you. Uh, the other Rob. I met him at a tailgate party at the University of Notre Dame on a golf course. Beautiful and, and day. He, he bared witness to uh, your the lethality of your margaritas. They can remove paint and so, people. Like those margaritas, yeah, they 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 are just that. They are lethal. I I so that morning was that the that was a night game. It doesn't matter who Notre Dame played, but it was a 7:30 kickoff. I golfed with my buddies that morning, and I was drinking Bud Light. I mean, I was I was drinking responsibly. Now, when I got to the tailgate, I was probably call it eight or nine beers in, but I, I but I wasn't hammered. And, and my wife all light like, beers. I had spread over five hours, and I I blacked out. Like I got so drunk at the at at Jim Jim and Debbie's tailgate. I, I don't blame so Debbie. At the game that it was halftime and I left because I thought the game was over. No. Like that that's how loaded I got. Yeah, that day you learned that uh my dad's margaritas are like when the Millennium Falcon goes into light speed. Right. So it he went into the twelve step program that night. No, it gets you places. <laughs> and on a on a fun note, Rob is expecting baby number two in two weeks. Indeed. Indeed. I'm uh, I'm excited. So I'd my, restock I'd that refrigerator with Rheingeist. Yeah, exactly. I've got I have one daughter. She's her name's Willa. She's two. And uh, yeah, baby two is due on the 19th. I forget when. It's like we're 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 not quite. We're within three weeks. So um, we're just getting ready over here to fire up our. We're we're gonna make whatever pasta dish. When I say we, I speak collectively for Kelsey making a pasta dish to bring over and store in your freezer for many a meals. Yes, thank. Well, I appreciate that, Rob. Um, yeah, so we're on. Uh, we're, we're basically locked down. Um, we stayed home for the holidays, which was, you know, it was nice in some regards. But I, you know, I miss my family, and um, it was a little quiet. But um, you know, in this environment, what are you gonna do? Can't take any yeah. risks. Dad, uh, let's do a quick. How the hell are you? What's new? Our listeners. I actually ran into some folks. They were asking about you. Hip surgery, vaccine. What? What's your latest? Oh, geez, Louise. Well, the hospitals up here in Northwest Ohio are getting kind of full, and it's not so much the hospital. They don't have enough personnel. So I talked to my surgeon this week, and he said he said he, he'd be willing to do the surgery uh, like one week after I have the first vaccine for the COVID virus. However, we have no idea when that's going to be. Should be sometime in January since I have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and a compromised immune system and two rounds of chemo, a stem cell transplant, and I'm, God damn it, I'm old. And so ideally, in the next couple of weeks, I'll get a shot, and then a week after, I'll get a hip replaced. And then I'll have about yeah, four to eight weeks therapy. So, oh, Well, all right. Well, you, you ha- you're on a timetable, so that's good. <laughs> So I'm hoping to get it done soon. Um, it hurts like crazy, but the rest of my health's been pretty good. Well, I feel good. good. Can't walk, but other than that. Are you going to be able to golf this spring? Uh, probably. I played through this. I got a handicap flag on the back of my golf cart, and I drove right up to the ball. Very, very close to the greens and limped over and putted. You're Shot okay. 96 last time out. You're effectively a 2020 version of Rodney Dangerfield's character in Caddyshack. <laughs> Just go wherever you want. You can have your clubs launch out of your bag. 
which I'm also, Dad, I'm thinking about, and maybe our listeners might know, I, I've been looking at getting fitted for golf clubs. Any experience there? Rob, did you ever get fitted? I got fitted once. I did not, Rob. So my my golf clubs were a were a wedding present from Caitlin. Um, now, her cousin slash my friend, Jeff, helped her, you know, buy them. But, you know, they, they weren't fitted. They weren't customized for, you know, for me in any way, shape or form. But they work, even though I suck. Well, maybe there's something to that. Well, Could be. So I got fitted. Dad, 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 stop reaching in your bag of peanuts i'm not i'm throwing the newspaper over here by the, the newspaper I, we, we talked in this in the pre-show for our listeners that hear this there's a bag of peanuts newspaper all that excuse me all that stuff gets picked up on your microphone dad so please stop crinkling papers why don't you shave which this is a great segue into our uh or, as right, I well, said, here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna empty the rest of the peanuts out and you won't hear me crinkling things again after this Give me two seconds. And chew with your mouth shut. <laughs> I wish we could just institute a no I'm not clinking any ice. I just don't eat peanuts, but, like, I know I can't get that compromise, so. Never mind. All right, well, I'll make, sure, under wait, make sure, Dad, you listen to this week's episode and you can hear all of it. <laughs> but it does add to the drama. And speaking of drama, the college football playoff recap, two blowout games. Um, Rob, marrying into a Notre Dame family, what are your uh, – What's your take on the game? And is I, I can speak to Notre Dame fandom, but what's your take? It's frustrating because how many times have we seen this movie where Notre Dame is in a New Year's Day bowl and they they get blown out? It's it's crazy. It's like the like I was about to say it's like the law of averages doesn't apply, but I don't think that's fair because Notre Dame. It's a really, really good football team. I, I mean, and I think their resume shows that, but it's just indicative of, too, of how just good Alabama is. But, no, it, it's it's super frustrating because, you know, for, for two reasons. You know, number one, again, Notre Dame is in a big game, and they get they, – they just get their doors blown in. And then number two, it's the, you know, the, the media – uh, people on Twitter just saying, oh, Notre Dame stinks, like, you know, it, which I, I guess is warranted to an extent. Just the Protestants. Um, I just <laughs> – just the Protestants. I just wish that as a Notre Dame fan, but not one that's a unrealistic fan, like, I wish they'd stop being put in positions to get their pants pulled down like that. But, like, who – I mean, who else? They were the fourth best team, in my opinion. I mean, you can make the argument for Texas A&M with their late come-from-behind win against a team that Notre Dame throttled earlier in the year. But mm-hmm. it's when they showed that stat of, like, since 2000, the their playoff games, BCS games, all of which they've – the closest they've been is two scores. Like, it's just sad. 20 just, years, dude. 20 well, years. Let me let me interject, if you don't mind. Before the college football playoffs, Notre Dame always got selected because their fan base would travel well, and they would bring all these people and all this money. Now, it didn't matter this year, certainly, and it doesn't really play into the college football, I would hope, you know, the the selection. But before that, they would play the highest game they could play, and they were always, always the underdog. 
because they would bring the most fans and the most money. Yeah, so they yeah. always get to bump up. Yeah, so they always get to bump up. Are you and, guys aware that in the BCS era, there was a rule that if Notre Dame finished eighth or better, they were automatically in? Uh, I seem to recall that when the Brady. Me if you like, we can do that, you know, later, obviously. But I, I'm pretty sure that that was a rule. I'm pretty sure it was called the Notre Dame rule. If they finished eighth or better, they were in. Which is wild, but. Yeah, I feel like when Brew, one of the years Brady Quinn, Dad, the peanuts or the newspaper. I got them below the desk here. You can hear that? Yes. Just stop. It's a hot mic, Jim. Hot mic. You just gotta stop eating until after we're done. That's my I'm ask. Up. I'm done. Thank you. You're so good, though. I know. Just John him with some truth, but the mic is good. You have a good microphone, and it picks up a lot of noise. Um, I'm going to go down and get margaritas then. That's that's the tough part with with Notre Dame. Is just, I just wish – because we just get shit-talked in the media after the fact, and it's like, Rob, you and I both – we well know as soon as they got picked to the college football playoff, as you said, we've seen this movie how many times? And, like, while you'd hope it might be, like, a Fast and the Furious series where you know how it's going to end, but at least there's going to be a lot of action. Totally. Just the worst. And, like, so just for our listeners' sake, so my wife is from South Bend, Indiana. My father-in-law is from – he's from Los Angeles, but he went to Notre Dame. My mother-in-law grew up in South Bend. So they're all Notre Dame fans, and I'm a fan by osmosis. Um. But my wife, before the game, she asked me, she was like, are you nervous? And I almost scoffed at her. And I kind of feel like a jerk in hindsight. But I was like, I, I, I already know how this is going to end. I don't need to be nervous about a game where they're going to lose by 22 or 20. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it sucks, but it's just reality for them right now. Never you know? argue with a pregnant woman. Uh, yeah, well, it, she actually took that, that response Fact. better than I anticipated, but still. <laughs> they did beat the spread. Yeah. They did. Yeah, uh, love that. I I had a friendly five dollar wager. I thought I was hedging by taking Alabama to cover, but instead I found myself in no man's land where I lost the bet and Notre Dame lost when they had that cover. But it was five dollars, so You'll be we right. shall survive. But the second game, boy, Dabo Sweeney looked dumb. OSU yeah. looked really good. I mean, what does it do for the number one draft pick? I mean, Rob, you and I were joking about that last night, kind of when we were texting, but I, I don't think that impacts his draft status at all because you know, Lawrence still had a pretty good game, right? See, I, yeah, I think so. Well, look, Indiana and Northwestern played Ohio State better than Clemson did, and it's the defense. I, I was amazed at Ohio State's defense in that game. I know think they have a chance against Alabama. The offense has been great all year, but the defense for Ohio State is hot and cold. Yeah. Dad, and I don't a, think Clemson's offensive line is very good. Dad, as not, a coach. Not top caliber. Now, what Davos Swinney said before the game and voting OSU 11th, as a coach, like how many examples can there possibly be of like you, – you can only control what you can control with your players and giving up – uh, bulletin board material, but like as a coach, wouldn't you say I'm not going to do anything to like piss off my opponent or fire them up? I'm sure Jim Harbaugh subscribes to that. Why do you say that? Oh, he says all sorts of stupid things. And it starts back to his playing days when he guaranteed victory over Ohio State, which he they won, which was to, to his credit. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, you when when Dabo Swinney is it Sweeney or Swinney? What yeah. Sweeney? Well, yeah, when when he does that, ranks them eleventh. You give him bulletin board material for ten or twelve days or however long it was, and OSU's a good good team. Like like and and if if you didn't think they were going to show up, I think you're a little silly and naive because OSU's good. I mean, yeah, I know I know they only, they only played like six or seven games leading up to it, but I mean they, they proved just how strong they are. You know, it's been a while since I've reread Shinzu's Art of War, but I would think that you'd want to, uh, if I'm a coach going up, regardless of if you're better or worse, I think your best bet is just to praise the opponent that you're about to play and be like, they're a really good team. We got a lot to work on and leave it at that. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like Bill Belichick does it best, right? Because, you know, he's very vague, but every time he plays a divisional opponent and, and we all know how the Jets have been over the last, call it eight years, we all know how the Bills have been, you know, in that same time frame, if not longer, but he's always like, yeah, you know, they're a great team. They're hey, did they're the Jets win today? Of the ball, and he doesn't, he doesn't rag on them, but he also doesn't like, you know, he he just he just kind of stays neutral, and I think that's a I think that's an appropriate play, in public anyway, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, Dad, uh, Jets did not win. We'll get we'll, we'll do some some of that on the roundup of NFL, but I got the scoreboard oh, up. I saw that. So we have Bama against OSU. What do we think? Predictions? Actually, we can do predictions on Sunday next week because it's going to be a Monday night game. But what are you thinking this week looks like in the media before it? What are the storylines? What are we going to see? COVID, COVID, COVID. You think so? Yeah, yeah. If it gets, yeah. I mean, Ohio State's been through it, it looks like. I mean, at one time they had 24 players and how many coaches and staff? Saban um, had it the one game. And had yeah, it. Saban's had it. So, man, so if there's another wave of that crap that takes players out, I, it'll determine the outcome of the game. Now, if they can stay away from it, keep those but college I, kids away. But I also think given that it's the championship game, I know that each conference came up with their own standards or, or protocol. I feel like they're going to throw that out the window. So just that if it's going to be Bama or OSU, it – I got a special guest here. I'll make exceptions. Hi, Mom. Hi, Debbie. You had a question for me? No. I just Remember to like and subscribe, Mom. She just wanted to say hello. All right, I'm putting my microphone back on. There we go. Oh, man. Can that's, you hear me? That's the softer side of the coaches meeting. But, <laughs> um, all right. Well, real quick, college football playoff. I, as we kind of are looking towards what's going to happen in this next week and what headlines may be. I saw quickly that there was like Ryan, there was reports, right? For whatever reason, they're already interested in Ryan day in an NFL job, which he quickly rebutted or his media team said, I'm not interested. Urban Meyer rumors that he's going to Jacksonville and putting a staff together for the Jaguars. Um, I don't know what the hell, that, but, that, but see like what, Urban Meyer is – I don't know. I, I just like th – this kind of feels like it might be like like a situation where, where Saban left um, LSU back in 2004 and went to Miami. Like it just didn't really work out. Like it, it – you're, you're – like Urban Meyer is an awesome recruiter and he's a great motivator. And like it's just different in the NFL. You, you know, you're, you're, you're coaching pros and you're managing those personalities. I, I don't know – I don't necessarily know if that will translate or not. Um, 
And I, I don't know. I don't know if I w- would want to coach in Jacksonville since that, you know, they're kind of a dumpster fire from an ownership perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Weren't they in the championship game five years Four, ago? Two yeah. years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they've been in the toilet bowl since. Yeah. Well, that's a lot sooner than the Browns. <laughs> you want to talk dumpster fires? Yeah, True. well, I think I don't – NFL during the season is super, super intense as a coach. Not that it's not intense in college, but, like, you wouldn't have to manage the whole recruiting side. But Sure. I, I don't know. We'll see what comes out. We'll know more next week, but um, I don't know. I do have a question. Sure. Is is Justin Fields hurt? I mean, I'm a major assume- hit. I'm assuming he's pissing blood for part of this week. Last I mean, kidney. I've bruised ribs before, but I also wasn't tackled by a 240-pound linebacker. I mean, I can't imagine the amount of pain that he was in. And hats off to him for for playing through it. Because, I, I, I mean, like, you even saw it. That first pass that he had, that touchdown pass last night, after he came back in, like, that, it was a duck. It was wobbly. I mean, you could tell he was – Visibly in an excruciating, excruciating amount of pain. Um, so yeah, I mean, th- I mean, you know, we talk about storylines, you know, going into the, going into the final. I mean, that has to be one of them. Like, are his ribs broken? Are they just bruised? Is he good? I don't know. It's he, he took a. How he bad took is a hit. Yeah, I, mean, I think he felt better. I think he felt worse today than he probably did during the game after he got hit. Oh yeah, it didn't swell up. And you don't get the stiffness. He's got he's adrenaline. Just, you go overnight. He's gonna have a hard time sleeping on his. You know. He's gonna have a hard time that. breathing. I mean, like I would imagine, like Absolutely. let's just say, like they're just severely bruised. Like if you bruise ribs, it hurts to literally inhale and exhale. Like the, the dude, yep. he's gonna be playing through a lot. Yeah, I mean, if it was, I know college, they don't have the injury reports like in the pros, but like I gotta think he's not. He's not doing on-field – it's going to be a lot less on-field activity in the game prep, which could come through. But the other thing is I like that with Saban they have only – Saban only has one week to prepare because Saban with more than one week to prepare is deadly. Yeah. Ten days. Eh, fair enough. But anywho. Um, Ten days. You guys want to go a quick college basketball chat. Well, who's going to win the national championship in football? Well, we can discuss it. You got to make that what? We can make that prediction the day before the game. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, hold we'll release it, it on Monday. Okay. Um, so we'll leave people in suspense. College football or college basketball. Truth be told, I've watched a half of one game of anything nationally, and then I've just seen highlights. But Dad and Rob, I know you guys have watched more, so I would anticipate. So, what have you seen so far? And what are you thinking on March Madness? The Jesuits out of the Northwest look pretty damn good. Gonzaga. I mean, they blew out. Who did they blow out? Somebody that was ranked. They beat them by 30 points. And, I, I mean, ranked in top 10. Mm. Yeah. And and, uh, and you saw that uh, Kansas got slaughtered last night. Uh, at, Texas? At Kansas. Yeah, yeah Texas they, they beat lost them by to Texas. 36 Shaka points. Smart coming around in Texas. Um, yeah, Long hair Shaka. Texas is going to be a team, man. I mean, they've beaten Villanova. They've beaten North Carolina. They, they beat Kansas on the road. Um, I couldn't tell you one player they have. I, I had the game on, but, yeah, they're strong, man. Um, 
and yeah, you know, Jim, to your point, Gonzaga is just, they're a wagon. I mean, they average, they, they played San Francisco last night, and I think it was a relatively low scoring game for them offensively, but they average like 93 points a game. That's, that's stupid. And they're playing almost all their games away. Now, there's no fans in the stands to speak of, but they're traveling all over the country to play. They're not playing at home. Yeah. So I I, I really like them. The other team I, I, I like, I don't think they can – I don't know if they can hang 40 minutes with uh, Gonzaga's Iowa and, and Luca Garza. Um, he uh, His footwork's great. They've been working with him. His outside shooting's good. He's passing better. He could rebound a little better, but just because he's seven foot, he's going to get a bunch. But uh, I think they're the class of the Big Ten, although they've lost one. Who beat them? Somebody beat them in the Big Ten. Um, and there's a lot of good teams. Illinois has got a mammoth center. Have you ever have you seen them play? I have, and and there I so I I'm a fake Mizzou fan, being from St. Louis. Um, I I watched the um the the Missouri and Illinois played, and Mizzou beat them. But uh, no, Illinois is strong, and it, it's. It's good to see them back because, I mean, they were so good for so long, like in the 90s and early 2000s, and then they just kind of really fell off. So, um, but but the Big Ten's loaded, you know? I mean, like, like th- they could have nine or ten teams in the tournament, and everyone's going to lose five or six games. It's just the way it goes, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's impossible to run the table in a conference like that. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I, watch, I watch a lot. I watch the Big Ten Network quite a bit during the week. I've got four TVs in my basement going. And I look like a bookie, for God's sake. And I'm not, I mean, <laughs> truthfully. And I've got those games You're just going. a full-time podcaster. Well, Iowa, the other day, not I was who was playing? Iowa was playing, some, and I went, oh, my God. They're, they're, I've never seen. They, they, I had all white kids on both teams on the floor at the same time. I said, you know, the, Minnesota or Northwestern? Somebody, Northwestern, I think it was. And, you know, Northwestern knocked off Ohio State. <clears throat> And, and they've been doing it with mirrors, though. I, uh, you know, Northwestern's got a great shooter on that team. Kids averaging probably high twenties, just under thirty points a game. No kidding. Yeah, I forget his name, but he and you know he's one of these kids. He's like six nine, and he can shoot threes and handle the ball either hand. And you know he could be a point guard or he could be a power forward. But I forget their name. I'm names. just looking at the AP Top 25. Um, okay, why don't you go through today. real quick? I'm just seeing. The big top 25, which is ridiculous, um, OSU, Minnesota, Northwestern, Sparty, Michigan, Illinois, Rutgers, Wisconsin, Iowa. I mean, there you go. You got eight teams there in the top 25. Looking, looking if I missed anybody, but it's just – oh, Xavier just fell from the rankings. What have they been doing, Rob? So – screwing up? <laughs> A little bit. Um, started out hot. Had a huge conference, uh, non-conference win uh, at home to Oklahoma. And you know we're 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 loaded. We we play like ten guys. Uh, but you know since but you know coronavirus has disrupted the Big East in a big way. I mean we've had four games delayed already. We were supposed to play Villanova yesterday. That was delayed because Jay Wright is coronavirus. And there's coronavirus um, in the uh, St. John's program. We're supposed to play them on Wednesday. So, so you know, the offensive rhythm that they were in has kind of been disrupted in my mind. Um, now, granted, we went to Creighton and played like crap, and they're a good team. 
So lost there, but we also got absolutely destroyed by Seton Hall at home uh, earlier this week. So we'll figure it out. They're good. They're potent. Um, but, you know, they're they're also kind of, you know, it's a brand new roster in ways. So they're just trying to figure it all out. Yep. Well, three well, minutes into the game, Minnesota's pounding Ohio State 14 to 5. Mm. Um, what, when we were talking about March Madness, I, will the tournament happen? Yes. Will they do it? Yeah, as norm, will it be as on as normally scheduled with the different regions and going by, you know, they have to pick based on state rules in March or, you know, same amount of teams. Is there going to be less people in the field, more people in the field? What do you think? Hmm. I, I think it will happen. Um, I think it will be a 64 team tournament. Um, but. 64 I, 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 68. So yeah. my, my bad. Wow. That was embarrassing. I'm a big college splitting, ha- splitting hairs. Those games um, don't matter for shit. It, I got a CPA certificate. Like a bubble type situation where they're in one city because can of these guys traveling around. I mean, like, I mean, I just mentioned. A mo- well, didn't, a they, ago, didn't they announce they were going to do that on Indianapolis? It, it, it was discussed. I don't know if that was ever confirmed. Could oh. they do it? Could they do it down in Disney where the bubble was? If there's no fans, you can do it at some of these huge complexes. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I mean, the, the the Disney thing is probably on the table. Uh, I don't know, guys. Like, because I, you're looking at if you're doing all these locations and you you just gotta you gotta look at logistics and risk management here as far as someone getting exposed versus fans or no fans. The TV revenue is what matters. Totally. Because they're they're not making any money on fans at this point in time. I'd right. go with 128 teams if I was them. They could. I mean, realistically, it's if just they can one get more game, one more week. In, if they can schedule as many games in logistically as they can, it, it might look different where they're not going to all be on one day and it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They might just do them all shorter time frame in an area where you can just guarantee uh, as close as you can to guarantee that they all get in. Because if you have someone that it goes under protocol and they have to put like it, it like I, I mean. I hate to be doom and gloom here, but like, isn't this just setting up for disaster? Like, <laughs> like, like, like it's, you know, we do selection Sunday, which is like 10 or 12 weeks away and we're, we all get excited. And then it's like, okay, shot breaking news. Um, Michigan state has coronavirus and like they're a two seed in the West. So like, and then, then what happens? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what the answer is. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend to be like an NCAA executive, but they need to be thinking about this. Got to think about the, your controllables. The, the individual programs and the NCAA itself needs to – I mean, these kids got to lock it down. I mean, it's so easy for me to say as a 34-year-old guy who's a dad who just stays at home. Like, I get it. I've been 20, 21 years old. All you want to do is hang out and have fun. But, like, God, like – there's just a That's right. I think they could – given that it's college kids and they're not on the, the – on books payroll um, – you could tell them what to do, and they should listen. Versus when you're dealing with professional athletes that are paid to do, and they're can do what they want to some extent. Right. You know, I'd look towards the NBA as the model for what we they like to the do. You like the quarterback for the Washington football team? Like guys are making rain. He's gone. He, he's a knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of, uh, yeah, that guy's just an idiot. 
Uh, Charles Barkley. You don't even well, remember his name anymore. When we talk about guarantees, the only guarantees I like to see are when Charles Barkley, when TNT does his, I guarantee. So N- NBA's back. We've got about a week, two weeks, almost two weeks under our belt. What are uh, some takeaways from what you've seen, Dad? I know you got NBA on every night. Let's just flash to the Lakers. They're going to win everything. It's wild to me how lopsided the conference powers are. Like, in the West... 20 years ago, it was the reverse. I mean, you look in the West and you go, who are the teams... Who are the teams that aren't going to make it based on their rosters and what they've done? That you can just say they're going to be out. That's the West. Or that's I the thought East, you I said mean. the West. You were breaking up. Chicago's in the East now. I'm talking about the West, where oh. the only teams that I think are going to struggle are the Grizzlies with John Morant's recent injury. The Thunder are not going to be good. Sacramento. Maybe the Timberwolves if uh, – What's his name? Carl Anthony Towns going to be out a while. But Sacramento's got some good talent, young talent on their team where they could fight for an 18. It's just every Western Conference matchup, I think it's going to be pretty good. The Nuggets, Denver, as good as they did, they're one and four to start, but it is everything goes through LA. Now you look in the East. You're going to talk to the East. Hot take Cavs are going to be a top four team in the East. Are they going to be over 500, though? As a top four team? Oh, yeah. Maybe. If they get to play the Pistons every time. I mean, all right. So Colin Sexton is making some plays. He's doing well. They got yeah. Andre Drummond, perennial all-star. Kevin He's Love, he's an all-star. No, you know what? Love, when he came first came to the Cavs, I holy cow, can this guy pass and rebound? I knew he could score and shoot, but I didn't know he could pass and rebound like, he, like he's capable. But boy, has he been banged up. He was only putting up like 20 boards a game in Minnesota before he came over. Getting old. Anyways, he's good. I think they're going to be a top four team in the East. But you know what? At the end of the day, that shit ain't going to matter. Who's going to win the East? Probably the Nets. Yeah, you'd think once they figure out how to play together. But There's only one basketball, right? Well, Kyrie's good. Durant, people forgot how good Durant is with one year of him taking off. And then they got... DeAndre Jordan, good center in the middle. But we shall see. I like it. Nets are better than the Celtics. Mm, yes. Better than the Heat. All right. So other thing. Uh, so we're all, we're all, I think it's unanimous. Like LeBron's going to win his fifth championship this year. And come June or July, whenever the season wraps up this year, you're gonna. I feel like it's gonna be a 60-40 or 70-30 percentage of analysts that are like, okay, LeBron is the best player ever, and we're gonna have this conversation every year until he retires. And then when he retires, and once he's gone, we're not gonna know how much we would miss him until he's gone. But right. he's a stud. I I have no memories of Michael Jordan. Um, the the oh, one really? memory I, and I'm I've mentioned this earlier. I'm 34. I do remember the series in 97 against the Jazz, and and he was unreal. And, yes, he's got – how many rings does Jordan have? Six? Like, I Six. should know that. I don't. Mm-hmm. Whatever the number is, he was awesome. 
but like LeBron James is a complete utter freak. Like, like I, I get that he's only gonna have he's not gonna have as many championships. I just like I can't pound for pound. I just don't know how you can argue Michael Jordan's a better basketball player. Yeah, I, really I saw something, I saw something the other day where uh, <laughs> this tweet someone was uh, coming to the aid of Steph Curry with uh, the Warriors, and they said, you know, how he's kind of it's been tough with the players that they've had. And they said, what do you expect of someone at his level of like what they can do with nobody else averaging on the, on the team averaging, averaging more than 15 points. And they put up uh, LeBron's year from when they went to the finals where he averaged 30 and nobody else averaged more than 15. Yep. First clap back and was like, Oh, take your team to the finals. Yeah. I you mean, the cat when he was with the Cavs. Yeah. Those young, first, first go around dumpster fire talk. Those, those guys on those teams were absolute garbage. Eric Snow. Booby Gibson. Booby Gibson, yeah. He was an all-star. Mo Williams, all-star. LeBron leaves. They're out of the league in two years. Like, it's unbelievable. Was was J.R. Smith on that team? Or that no. was the second one? That was later. I mean, and he's on the backside of his career, but... He's another nutcase. Don't... <laughs> Moving on. All right. <laughs> we're going to recap some of the NFL games today. So the Browns, for the first time in... Woo! A, a fortnight, uh, a, a decade <laughs> plus, two decades almost, made the playoffs. And they're going to play Pittsburgh again next week. Oh, God. What do you think that's going to look like? Now, fairness to the Browns, they had some people in their defense out. Some yep. of their top guys. Top Ward, Ward, Ward heard. Right. Right, right, right. Because so, they were going deep on that corner and killing them. So – I looked at who they, you know, for a matchup in the playoffs, who would, you, if you're the Browns, who would you rather go against? And it's, you know, if they were the, what is it? If you're looking at the number one wild card spot, where is it at? They'd have to, if on the number one spot, they would have to go against, what is it, the Bills? If they're the number one wild card? If they're the seven seed, yes, they play the Bills. The Browns are the oh, Sorry, sorry. I'm saying that the other way around. If they were the lowest wild card, they'd have to play the Bills. If uh, they were no, the top Kansas, wild, City. Kansas City. No, Kansas City has a bye. Oh, the first round. You're talking about the first yeah, round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and yeah, the yeah. First, if they were the top wild card seed, as it stands, they have to play the Titans. Granted, they've already beaten the Titans. They beat the shit out of them for one half and almost blew it in the second half. Yeah. So it's oh, like, i got to put a nickel in the square card. And I I think you'd rather go up against uh easier to go up against the Steelers for a third time in the year know them I don't know I don't know it, I think it would have been a really cool storyline if the Browns and the Bills could have played just because you know two decades of futility their fan bases are rabid I mean Robbie you can attest to you know what it's like in Buffalo I've got buddies a lot of my buddies are, are from Cleveland and they you know, they're just ride or die. It just would have been such a fun, cool storyline if, and Cleveland probably would have gotten their ass kicked. No offense, Jim, but it just, I think it would have been cool. I think it would have been fun. Oh, yeah. Two great fan bases. America. I think, I think, think Buffalo is going to win the AFC. Not see, sorry for interrupting. I think I would rather not see, you know, the Browns play Pittsburgh. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I just would rather see anything, anything other than their arch rival, I guess. Yeah. 
Because I feel like it's they're the little brother of Pittsburgh in this matchup. Right. So what's ma- what games matter tonight? Either one of them is going to get a limit, right? The Colts or the Tennessee or not? Uh, Tennessee's already guaranteed in with Miami's loss. Okay. All that matters is the Colts if they win, and they're playing Jacksonville, who yeah. is without their who starting. Who beats them already? Their one win this year was against the Colts. I yeah, mean, a divisional won. game, but they have James Robinson quarterbacks out. They have a quarterback they brought on a couple weeks ago to start because Minshew's not getting it done. Indiana, Indianapolis is up 27 and a half. That matters. Uh, for Chicago, and they just are going to halftime down eight. If they need to win and they're in or they're eliminated if Green Bay pulls off the win. Um, so that's where we're looking at there. The uh, other game would be Washington and, and Philadelphia. If Washington wins, they're in. Yeah, oh, yeah, the matter of the poop bowl. <laughs> like, the fact that they primetime game that game, it's just if it, granted, they could have bounced it. They should have put pa- Packers and – if Packers and Bears were primetime, and then you could have – cold, it would be 20 below zero. Yeah, but that's that's football, baby. But you know, I think Kevin could have made the pod, and we'd have a good four-way chat. But, Rob, I, I think – I think the reason they probably didn't do that is a there's a bias towards the NFC East. I mean they get ratings, um, but I yeah. think Green Bay and the Bears had to uh, maybe edit this out. I thought that they had to play simultaneously. I think that may have been an issue, but maybe. No, uh, but, but never mind. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't there. know how the hell it works. Yeah, near to I. Um, Casey's down with half. It doesn't right. matter. They're, they're doesn't matter. They're not yeah. even playing Mahomes. None of that matters. All right. We got halftime here, so we're going to call in. Well, here's what does matter. Arizona's losing to the formerly known as San Diego Chargers. All right. We are dialing in Kevin for a live reaction to the Bears-Packers <laughs> game. He is wearing, he's wearing a Mitch Trubisky jersey and a cheese grater hat helmet. Cheese grater? Yeah. As you'll see momentarily, if he picks up. Hello. There Hello. He is. How we ha- how we holding up? Hey, Bobby H. How are you? I'm good, Kevin. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. What the hell do you have on your head? A cheese grater, you numbnuts. <laughs> oh, why? Of course. <laughs> yeah, because we grate cheese. What is it? Your anniversary or something? No. Oh, Jim, you are. Oh, you're get, you're a piece of work. I was watching this earlier. The, <laughs> the Packers are, are cheeseheads. Aaron Rodgers is unbelievable. Oh, you're down eight at half, huh? What are your yeah, what are you thinking so far? <laughs> so I knew there was some action going on. It was Kevin. Yeah, probably not the action that we all want. Am I right? <laughs> hey, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. She still got it. Uh, Congrats on the Browns. Kevin, are you are you having some some light beers? No, I'm having some brisket. I slow cooked some brisket and it's very good. Excellent. My wife but just said it's really, really not tender, so that's encouraging. Well, you <laughs> save the tenderness for your love. Exactly, exactly. You guys Overall, seven thoughts, years or so? What? What? It's not tender. No. All right. So, Kevin, how do we feel about the second half, dude? Uh, 
Aaron Rodgers needs to get hurt. I think I think <laughs> he might I think he might have COVID. So Evan, are you going on record here putting out a bounty on Aaron Rodgers? Yes, one million percent. Yes, uh, a million percent for a hundred dollar bounty. Exactly. Um, I think I'm he pretty needs sure to fly he has COVID. Uh, sources close to me say that he definitely has COVID and that he will sit. Um, so hopefully that source, aka myself, is <laughs> is is truthful. Uh, no, I mean the Bears are not good. Uh, they, I mean they're decent. They should never be in this game to begin with because they are just not a very good team and their defense just sucks at this point. And they don't trust Mitch Trubisky and they can't do anything because they're. I, I see that just, because. Mr. Trubisky is 14 for 17, 84 yards. Yeah. So. <laughs> A lot of throws on everything Robinson. underneath. Yeah, so Allen Robinson, who's probably our best player, he hasn't been throwing the ball once. It's like you're not going to win for the game if you don't throw him the damn ball. Um, so, I don't know. Hopefully the Rams win. <laughs> It could happen. It could, yes. Especially with Kyler Murray out, it's a very good chance at this point. Kyler Murray's out? Yeah. Well, they're losing. Yep, I know. I'm watching the game as well. Uh, Is there any words of wisdom or advice you have for Rob as guest co-host? I think my one piece of advice is just be you. Just be you, man. All right. gonna do the what about your advice to me? Don't be you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you set that one up. But you set uh, yeah, that one up. I threw you an underhand <laughs> softball, hit it out of the park, big guy. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. But all right, I'm gonna go back to dinner with my beautiful wife. Go grate some cheese dog, and my fat self. All right, we love you, Kevin. Good luck, man. You're handsome. I love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> all right, so that's Kevin's live reaction. Um, all right, we talked to a couple of players in the NFL. Matt Stafford's last game in Detroit, do we think? No. He's. But they're going to have to pay him a king's ransom. That boy's been banged up. They're not going to – I think they're going to do an overhaul. Some team will trade for him. Trade oh, for he's a great quarterback. He just never had anybody there. And no coaching. Their defense way back was halfway decent. But my they've, had, they've always had decent receivers, but they never have any ground game. And their defense sucks. So tough to win. And he gets banged up like crazy. Yeah. Speaking of people getting banged up, Drew Brees with his 18 broken ribs. You think this is this is it for him this year? There were reports on uh, ESPN earlier today and CBS that uh, Brees is going to retire after this season. I don't I, know you think how he goes into the, Rob, is he going to be a guy that goes into the booth, or do you think he's going to be into coaching? What do you think? Or nothing? I, I could see him in the booth. Um, I, I, I don't know if he would coach at, like, a professional level. I just I couldn't see him doing that. But I could definitely see him doing like the Tony Romo, like, you know, being an analyst. I think he's got an app, you know, he's got a gregarious personality and he could figure it out. I think he'd be good at that. I think he could become governor of Louisiana. 
There might be some truth to that. But well, the thing is, he keeps oh, he keeps his primary. He <laughs> Look, if goddamn Tommy Tupperville can get in the U.S. Senate, you never know what can happen. Well, one thing, Drew Brees is a his primary residence is in California. Oh so, God, get the hell out of there. But Tommy Tupperville is just the. I hope he's a hell of a lot better politician than he is a uh, football coach. Because when he was at UC, he came in and he was like, no, I don't have any ambition. And basically, anything that followed that is like, holy shit. He's like, I don't have any ambition to get a job anywhere else after this. Like, this is just my last stop. It's like, why would that be a good idea to bring him on? Um, Yeah, but we'll we'll skip the politics talk and how he basically was just could have been brain dead and gotten hired into that or voted into that slot um cam newton he had a one-year contract with the patriots and going into today he had only thrown five passing touchdowns all year there's zero chance he's going to be a patriot i don't know any team that's going to bring him on as a backup thoughts he might be done i mean he had a hell of a run in carolina i actually kind of felt bad for him did you guys see, see those quotes from earlier this week when he basically was like you know, they showed the graphic on, you know, on, I, I don't know if they were on Monday night, they were on Monday night football. And, you know, he wakes up at 4.30, rolls out of bed, goes to, goes to the uh, facility at 4.40. He basically was like, I've worked my balls off and it's just frustrating to not get anything out of that. Um, I don't know. It, it, Maybe he hit his, the, the Peter principle where everybody has their like, their limits on what their capacity is. And he just doesn't know how to feel pressure around him in the pocket, no matter how hard he tries and studies. Yeah. I think he might be cheap though. He's a cheap backup right now. But again, what's a, who's a starting quarterback that you'd want to put him behind? You uh, couldn't put him behind a young guy. I would. Why? I don't know if you're, well, darn, that's a whole nother story. They wouldn't go behind Darnold because they're going to, they're looking to draft the number one overall pick or number two. Not, they don't have it. They're looking to take a quarterback, but they might trade. I don't know. Anyways, it's a tough spot to see. Who's he going to play behind? A veteran just in case to be serviceable? Are you going to put him behind a young guy with as big of a personality he is? And like, no, in my Mahomes. mind, no chance. Put him I, I don't think Mahomes. he would want to be – like Cam Newton would want to start. Like he's, like, I don't think he would want to play behind anybody. Well, then he's not going to have that opportunity. So someone's got to convince him, like his agent. Well, he's sure behind Mahomes. He didn't show anything this year. Eh. I wouldn't. I don't. What are they? They beat the Jets. I Um, think seven to nine, yeah. Yeah. And New England has nothing. Well, so to that point, you know, we talked earlier about Bill Belichick. Uh, for so long, critics are saying, "Oh, Brady's playing in a playing in a system. It's all Belichick." Brady's season, going to the playoffs. And this season, if anything's proved differently, it's a it matters of who you got on the field. Yeah, it. it you, I mean, you know, not to discount what Belichick's done, but I go, it's. I would liken it to say, all right, you know, if you're going to ask what's more important to the area of uh, rectangles at X or Y. They both are dependent upon each other to some extent. <laughs> I never heard that analogy. Well, I'm just dropping some knowledge. I can't. I, 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 I can't take credit. 
I mean, I don't think. Is there an argument, though, that he made lemonade out of lemons? Because, I mean, going set, like losing Tom Brady, a Hall of Fame, you know, quarterback. And they lost some people on defense. Yeah, exactly, Rob. They, they, They lost, you know, they had guys opt out. I mean, seven and nine, that's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, obviously the expectation is to go to the Super Bowl every year. I mean, that, that's what they're used to, but I don't know. I mean. I yeah, I, you know what? I mean, it, maybe that's, there's truth to that. You make a good point to say is a rebound. I mean, it's a rebound year. Maybe that's what it is. And I mean, Brady's getting the bump from, all right, he had, he goes to Tampa and all these people come his way because they want to play with him. Now, maybe there's something of Belichick's culture of that people talked about a couple of years ago, but you know, it would bounce back. Although what I want to know in my perspective, I'll never be able to wrap my head around is like someone who's that, and you've reached the pinnacle of your career and you've had the success and like, they could say, you're you the best. What fuels you to keep going if you're Belichick, if you're Brady? What fuels you? I I think Belichick is that maniacally wired to just win, honestly. Like, the dude just loves football. That's all he cares about. And that's all he he wants to do is win. I mean, I, I, you know, he's probably 67, 68 years old. Yep. Ostensibly, he doesn't really, and he doesn't give anything away in the media. But do you see him retiring soon? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. But Rob, you know, maybe, maybe a counter there is like maybe this year, maybe he gives it. If New England's like six and ten next year, I could see him being like, all right, maybe it's time. But like, I don't know. If they put together a good team and go ten and six, eleven and five, and they're, I mean, who knows? Maybe he's got seven or eight more years. Who knows? He's crazy. What I'd love to see, this is a hot take here, Rob, is I know he's shown an interest in this sport. Well, let's say he takes a turn aside and becomes either on the board of directors or he's, I wouldn't, maybe not commissioner, but of major league lacrosse that they're bringing back. Someone like him. Okay. You've been drinking. He takes his focus there. I just want it on record here. So when he takes a, he takes a leadership position in the development of lacrosse. My wrinkly peanuts sounded better than that. Peanuts. Peanuts, he said. Not it almost right. sounded. I don't know what you're thinking. Get your head out of the gutter. Um, all right. Well that's that's my take. All right. It's a bad take. I, it's on record it's now. We have it here. You said in six months on this podcast. Nope. He loves lacrosse and lacrosse. No, no, is, you should edit this out to save yourself. I'm telling you. That's why it's I have we're gonna move unilateral we're gonna listeners. Final editorial review. It's all up to me. Um all right, who's going to win the AFC? Who's going to win the NFC? And then Super Bowl. I got mine. Go ahead, Rob. Bobby H., what do you the, think? The, the, the NFC, I, I think it's going to be wild, guys. Agreed. Because I could totally see Green Bay laying, laying an egg second round. Um, because their, their offense is, I don't want to say one-dimensional because Rodgers can do so much, but like, Rodgers and Devontae Adams, like, I mean, how much can they make – how much can Devontae Adams just make teams look abysmal? Right. Who are they going to play in the first round? Who are they going to play? 
Did they end up playing the Bears again? So as it stands, guys, New Orleans plays Chicago again. As it stands, like I, I like I wrote this down like an hour and a half ago, which you know if Chicago loses, they're out. Seattle plays LA. Washington or the NFC East will play Tampa Bay. Um, I don't know. Like, and Tampa Bay, Mike Evans, I think he went out with non-contact knee injury. I think he's going to be done. And Jared Goff has a thumb injury. I mean, I would have thought LA would, you know, have a decent chance of going to the NFC Championship, but I mean, who knows now? Their defense is good, but I don't know. Um, God, like, couldn't you just see Seattle doing it? Like, even though they struggled defensively the first like eight or nine weeks, like they kind of got to figure it out and then they've got russell wilson like mm-hmm. it's they'll have to go on the road if they get to the mc championship but you can't count them out i can yeah. i can go to green bay all right you got green bay same yeah, and in buffalo and buffalo to win the super bowl if things shake out if the saints play next weekend on sunday kamara can play but if they – I don't know how it all determines, but if they have to play on Saturday, Kamara can't play, and I think that makes a big difference. But any one of those teams could win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Agreed. Uh, I think if you look yeah. at the Chiefs, what's weird is for the defending champion Chiefs, you usually expect some sort of drawback like or pullback in what they do. I don't know. I mean, it's them or the Bills in my mind, but I, I would go – the Chiefs can just make up points, like in any game. So I think you're gonna have what Chiefs, Bucks, maybe Chiefs, Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, you so that's good, Chiefs are the field. You bring up a good point, Rob, because you know we talk about Super Bowl hangovers every single year, and like Kansas City lost to Oakland, hmm. but to your point. Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable. He's unreal. If he gets down two scores in the first quarter in the playoffs, like. Well, also, have you seen have you seen a 14 and one team with so little media coverage about how they're the best team in the NFL? I mean, is I it just they like, love them on ESPN? They love them. Is in the it morning just an show. afterthought so they don't talk about it as much? They're bored. Right. That's the thing. Is it's a, it's the boring pick. Yeah, but, you know, and Rob, you said it, I think, but, like, who else is going to make waves in the AFC? Like, I could see it being completely boring. Buffalo. Well, yeah, I mean, Buffalo, obviously, but you got Indianapolis. I mean, Pittsburgh is kind of reeling in ways. Cleveland, God love them, but, I mean, do you think they're going to win a game? I, I, I don't see that happening. And then Tennessee and Baltimore. I mean, who knows? I don't, I don't know. It's it, it, you look at, I feel like in playoffs, Baltimore, Baltimore's on a roll right now. They, they, I could see of those, all those teams you mentioned, I think Baltimore is the biggest sleeper. Agreed. I mean, they're six and oh, the last six games, I think. Yeah. And after they beat the Browns on, uh, that was a Sunday night game or Monday night game? Monday. Yeah. yeah. That, was that was a great game. That was a game of the year. Yeah, it was. It'll be a good I mean, time. But, like, let's talk about something else. Like, who, like, who could Kansas City be susceptible to? Like, who could they sleep on and, like, maybe lose first round? I guess first it, round? it would have to be a six or a They're first seed. round. They're going to get a bye. 
Well, right. So like, I, I, this is, this, this is difficult to do because obviously we're, we're speaking in hypotheticals, but like, I don't know, like we, we've seen this movie before guys where, where like an offensive team, like Kansas city lays an egg in the playoffs. Baltimore. I can see him losing the Ravens. I can see him losing the Ravens. Yeah. Baltimore I wouldn't pick them. Year. I wouldn't pick them to lose the Ravens, but I think that would be the best opportunity for somebody to beat them early. Sure. I don't know. Well, and so what? Would they? Is it sort of? Are they doing this playoffs like it's hockey where you play the the highest yep. seed plays the lowest seed available? Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. It's not like a bracket. It's yeah. It's whoever. not predetermined. Yeah. That's, exactly. That makes sense. So I mean, they're looking at a first round matchup of possibly. Anywhere from Titans, Ravens, Browns. Correct. Maybe. And it's either Colts, Dolphins. So, yeah. Of those teams, I don't see the Chiefs losing the first round. Yeah. Unless it's the Ravens. Uh, Ravens can go point for point. But they're all on the ground. And I feel like. Jackson has to have a phenomenal game. Just a phenomenal game. He's going to have to win it through the air. Or. Or. We could have a blizzard hit Kansas City. Which no, weather football. plays a factor this time. Chief, that's what I like yeah, about Mahomes can still light it up in the snow. That's no doubt. So, all right. Well, that's – I don't know. I can't wait. Football the next month. I mean, the, the NFL playoffs never – they never, ever let you down, you know? I mean, something wild's going to happen. It's like – the college football playoff, the semifinals are like always the biggest letdown. They really as... are. It's, it's, it's wild. And, and yeah, the NF, the, the NFL is the antithesis of that where, you know, you've got Tennessee last year going on a run to the AFC championship. Like who, I didn't see that coming. I don't know about well, you guys. Um, it'll the be teams fun. are so close in the NFL. It, it, exactly. That, 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 at the end of the day, that's, that's, that's the truth. Like there's just so much more parody and, and anything can happen. Yeah. All right. Well, I have final segment here. Let's do, but we're going to go to a throwback call back to the parenting corner. Dad, any recommendations on, or, you know, when you had baby number two come along, what was the biggest change? Well, she was a female, so she couldn't piss on me from across the room, <laughs> <laughs> which the boys did. Um, I don't know. All the kids are different. Every person's different. So, Caitlin, uh, Caitlin was uh, she was probably talking before she could talk though. <laughs> so how was if you don't know what that means yet, you will. So, so Jim, talk about. Let's just get down to specifics. As you remember, like how was Pat as an infant, like weeks one to eight, and how was Caitlin different weeks one to eight? Uh, one to eight. Let's see. Because that's debatably the hardest time. I mean, it, it well, actually Pat, really was. Pat was the first grandchild on either side of the family. He got he got all sorts of presents, and everybody wanted to come over and visit. And Debbie said, you know, on our next kid, I'm not going to allow everybody to just waltz right in and pick the baby up. And this, he's not a toy. And because we'd have we couldn't control our own lives. People would just come over, grandparents, great grandparents. And then Caitlin came along and. I don't know. Caitlin, Caitlin was, uh, you know, big head of hair, big head of hair <laughs> at birth. And uh, she, oh, God, she listens to these podcasts. I better be careful. Back up that part, Kate. Sorry about that. <laughs> a baby can you have just a big head of hair. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, big head of hair. No, no, the part about her talking before she was talking. 
but she talked early. She I mean, she she was more verbal. She was more. She really uh, she really babied Robbie when he came along. So uh, when you go be the big sister. So when you go from two on one to man to man matchup defense, you know what's that what's that adjustment like in the house juggling all those? Well, we would go out to dinner with the grandparents, so they would help. So you know they would eat, they'd get done, they'd take the babies, we'd eat. I'd hire waitresses to take you outside, big tippers. Um, I you know a lot of that's a fog. I don't know how you get through those times. You're not sleeping, baby's crying. They'd go off in symphony sometimes. And t- they were two years apart, a little more than two years apart. They were 25 months apart. That's, That's almost what I have going on verbatim. Yeah. Uh, and Patrick was a handful. <laughs> I mean, I mean, from the standpoint, he was pretty, he was pretty independent. He knew what he wanted. He's one of one. Dress, just like Jameis Winston. I dress him, then I go over to Caitlin, and we try to get her ready, and then I come back, and Pat's running around in his underwear. I go, I'm not wearing that. I go, oh, God. You're going to – Debbie, help me. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> so what I hear is head on a swivel. Uh, yeah, head on a swivel. Childproof the house. You got all the gates up. At your house, you got those steep stairs. You're going to have to go. Oh, you're going to have to protect I'm not having a second one room. yet. No, no. When Cece starts to get older – Oh, of course said not so fast. Not I so could be fast. a bad parent, but we have like my wife and I just moved in, into our house in Pleasant Ridge in uh, like six months ago. We have not baby proofed it at all. I, th- I think I just got like, honestly, guys, I think I just got really lucky with my daughter. I'm fully expecting this next child just to be a complete disaster. Like it just can't get better than what I've had. Like y- y- you don't get that roll of the dice twice. I don't think they're all different. They're all different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Rob, all in as we wrap it up. Thoughts on uh, your first, you know, long-time listener, first time, not even a caller, first time guest host. I loved it. It was fun. I was uh, admittedly a little nervous walking into this, but I know you guys very well, and you guys were uh, great co-hosts, and uh, it was a pleasure I, to be a part of the podcast. I, it really was. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I was I able think, to uh, – I think I think you did extremely well, and Robbie wants to dump me right now. So <laughs> nonsense, Dad. You're good. You're good in this window. Once you put uh, down, was, once you stop holding on to your peanuts. I was talking to my <laughs> wife about this before, and she was like, "Whatever you do, just don't try to be funny. Just be you, and just let it, you know, just let it go. Like don't 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 try too hard." Was basically what I heard. So I, I hope I adhere to that. Oh, it's just like good old times. Mm-hmm. Flowed naturally. Well, you're too damn serious. Tell your wife she's wrong. You got to be funny. <laughs> Have a margarita first. Well, I, I need the recipe. Oh, that's easy. Oh. Four, two, one. Oh no, that's if you are trying to. And put them in the freezer. Jim, I'm not allowed to drink those. Like, like I feel like we overlapped at a second. Wait, wait. Time. Who made that rule up? My wife, not me. Okay. When she go out of town next? Uh. I'm oh, gone. she'll be in the hospital. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Obviously, we have no. Hosp- fun fact: Hospitals are BYOB. If you no want, if, if it's your prerogative. Oh, let me ask you: With COVID, I mean, it, 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 there's all sorts of issues. It keeps changing. Are you even allowed in the hospital with COVID? Going on the uh, pandemic, going on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, from what um, one of Caitlin's friends is a radiologist, and she said that the COVID folks are separated. Like she was like, don't be nervous about going to the hospital. 
I mean, I'm going to keep my distance from, from all the nurses, but, um, yeah. Well, and when we went in and we had, we have the same, uh, baby doctor, um, also known as a I, yeah, well, no, well, ob guy. Um, and I, when I say Rob and I don't have that, our wives do. Um, right. I kept my mask on most of the time, but Kelsey, the first time was like, uh, do I really have to keep this? And they're like, no, like for her. Well, Basically, I would put it on when people came in the room, and that was six months ago. But, like, when you're in there, your wife will have gotten tested, like, the week prior, I assume, right? Yeah. And, like, if that's all good, they're not as concerned. But the nurses all mask up, and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. All right. Well, let's bring it home here. Wait. Uh, who's going to win the Major League Baseball, don't you care? Not in season. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a little too But early this is the beginning of 2021. It so, do doesn't matter. I mean, if you want to say how sports are impacted by COVID in 2021, I mean, the playbook's I, out there. I picked the Dodgers to win everything. Yeah. I think you'll see baseball has it scheduled as usual. I mean, more things to come. Vax, I don't know where professional athletes will eventually get vaccinated or not, but who knows. So, all right, we got to bring it home. Our, our plus here. It's been great. Oh, Dad, great episode. The Browns won. Cole Browns beat Pittsburgh. This this is going to be an Easter egg of an episode down years from now when people will be like, oh, I want to listen to the peanut episode. This is the peanut <laughs> episode. Uh, Rob, thanks for hosting. I think I'm the Lee Corso of this podcast, by the way. Yeah, uh, it'd be <laughs> like if Dick Vitale and Lee Corso had just a senile child, it would be you. <laughs> And Lou Holtz. And Lou Holtz. There's a triumvirate. Maybe we can get him on the show. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lou Holtz was the per the doctor that delivered you. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, everybody. I finally got a good old Rob laugh, which for those who don't know, it's nothing nothing warms my heart more than hearing Rob laugh He's like that. He's just being so. himself. Don't worry. Oh, thanks, everybody. The thing of it is, thanks for joining the coaches meeting. The thing of it is, we had a good time. All right. We'll see you guys next week. I've been getting dirty money, Jordan Bell third. Stacking penny stocks while I'm flipping these birds. Sipping on Ciroc, trip them up with the words. I done popped the molly and I think it's be my third.
smoking these birds Sipping on Ciroc, trip them up with the words I done popped the molly and I think it's see my third Jordan Belford Jordan Belford I been getting dirty money, Jordan Belford Stacking penny stocks while I'm flipping these birds Jordan Belford, Burberry shirt LV loafers on my sofa in Bel Air Turning up daily cause we can't turn down at work I've been lighting loud lately like my volume keeps on work And my cologne is Versace Medusa got me stoned I'm always signed something but I usually like to smoke We've been long time friends, me and Ben Frank Every fucking day he needs a ride from the bank Motherfucker y'all know me ain't